Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Cara, acne can be tough. Whether your kid is just starting to get breakouts or has been struggling with them for years, there's a great product that can help. Phyla is the ultimate game changer. It tackles acne right at its root cause, rebalancing the skin's bacteria and packing it with probiotic phages. Phyla harnesses the superpowers of probiotics, tiny warriors targeting and wiping out the acne-causing bacteria. In studies, Phyla slashed acne-causing bacteria by a whopping 90%. Phyla doesn't just fix acne you can see. It stops new breakouts in their tracks. It has no harsh chemicals and won't irritate or dry most skin. Phyla's three-step system is like a dermatologist-approved magic potion. Cleanse, apply serum, and moisturize twice a day. As a special treat for our listeners, you can grab 25% off your first order of Phyla. Head over to phylabiotics.com, enter code PUBERTY at checkout, and kickstart your family's journey to acne-free skin. Check out the link in our show notes for quick access. Hi, I'm Cara Natterson. And I'm Vanessa Cole bennett Each week, we dive into the what and how of raising kids through puberty, that roller coaster of physical and emotional shifts for kids and parents alike. Combining reliable science and relatable parenting strategies, we will all learn about, laugh about, and yes, maybe even cry about adolescence, ours and theirs. Vanessa. Hi, Cara. I'm furiously highlighting an article about PFAS this morning. Who knew that PFAS was going to become an active part of our vocabulary? 10 days ago, I would never have predicted it. I also don't know if people call it PFAS or PFAS, but I'm calling it PFAS. You just, you do you. And maybe we should tell people what PFAS, aka what PFAS, stands for. PFAS is. So we have had many listener questions about a recent news story that broke a few days ago about the period underwear company Thinks, T-H-I-N-X, Thinks, a company that we've talked a lot about because we are somewhat obsessed with all of the alternative period products on the market, and Thinks is arguably one of the leading, if not the leading period underwear company right now in terms of its brand identity and people in the know know a lot about things. So things has been in the news and they made news because there was a lawsuit filed. There was a class action lawsuit. A series of individual lawsuits got rolled into one big class action lawsuit and it was filed in the summer. This is not new. It was filed in the summer and Thinks came out last week 
with a statement about the class action lawsuit. And that was picked up on social media. And as a result, we got just a deluge of texts and emails and calls asking us about the lawsuit and about the claim. And here's the claim that thinks has PFAS in its period underwear. In the meanwhile, thinks advertises its underwear as, quote, organic, sustainable, and non-toxic. So the questions that we got are, well, what are or is PFAS? Is it even singular or plural? And do we need to worry and do we need to throw away our period underwear? Those are the big three questions we got, right? Yes. Some sub questions were things like, is it just in the things underwear or is it also in the things swimwear? And so far, I have not found the answer to that. Only am able to conjecture that all of the coverage of the class action suit says it's in the underwear. So it doesn't specifically say it's in the bathing suits. So we don't actually know the answer to that question. But if somebody does, please write in and let us know. So can you pronounce hmm. PFAS? Do you want me to, do you want me to entertain PFAS. you? PFAS. <laughs> no, just kidding. You want the real word, right? I want that. So I'm looking at the real word, but I didn't take organic chemistry and you did. Yeah, they did not have pronunciation. Like pronunciation. <laughs> they did not have the, the oral version, the oral exam. They didn't have or, phonics for yes, um, exactly. organic chemistry. But PFAS stands for per and poly. So P can be per or poly, fluoral alkyl substances. And there have been a ton of pieces that have been published over the last several days about things and about PFAS and the two that I enjoyed the most. And I have shared, I shared one with you, you shared one with me, Vanessa, which was perfect because I think we're on the same wavelength, was there's a wonderful summary article by a doctor named Jen Gunter, who's an OBGYN who writes an excellent, excellent newsletter on Substack called The Vagenda, also an outstanding name. Just a fantastic title. Yes. Yes. And then the New York Times did a very nice piece as well, summarizing the issues and the lawsuit. And as Jen Gunter summarizes PFAS, what she says is, I love this line, for the non-chemists, a really simplified version of the definition is that these are chemicals with extra fluorine. So that's really all you need to know is there's extra fluorine in the chemical. And why, why is there extra fluorine? What does that do? Well, it makes materials waterproof or greaseproof or PFAS is often a component of fire retardants, which are actually required in mm. certain clothing, like sleepwear for kids under size 14 has to have fire retardant in it. So I suspect that most sleepwear for kids actually has PFAS, which is interesting. Mattresses too. Right. So there's a whole thing. Should you have an organic mattress or not? And people assume that organic means there's no PFAS. But I'll take you back to the main issue with the Thinks lawsuit, which is Thinks advertised itself as organic, as sustainable, and as non-toxic, which a lot of mattresses do as well. And the question at hand is, should we be rechecking absolutely everything in our house and in our closets, our mattresses, everything to look for these chemicals. 
And what Jen Gunter and others have argued, and I think very fairly, is that, well, there are 9,000 chemicals that fit into this bucket of PFAS. There isn't one chemical. There are literally 9,000 of them. They are ubiquitous. They are everywhere. And actually, the place where we find them the most is in the manufacturing process. Because if you see all of these uses for PFAS, waterproofing, et cetera, et cetera, then you think about all the things that you have that have these features. Well, then you can imagine that the manufacturing of these materials leads to air pollution with the sort of byproducts of the manufacturing. When it rains, those byproducts fall to the ground. They then go into the soil. Now you have soil contamination, right? The water supply is contaminated with PFAS for all the same reasons, because you have runoff into the water supply. There are PFAS in greaseproof wrapping, in takeout containers. I mean, it's everywhere. And so I think the sort of short answer to all of the concern about what has happened with thinks is I'm not suggesting you shouldn't be concerned about PFAS, but I think we need to pull the lens way back and think about where PFAS chemicals show up in all the corners of our lives. And if we're going to worry about our period underwear, which maybe we should, we also need to be thinking about the air we breathe, the water we drink, the soil that's around us, the takeout containers, all of it. And we need to use one uniform lens rather than just train our sights on period underwear. Right. So ideally, we are balanced and equitable on all topics that affect our planet and our world and our health and our safety. But we know that there are all sorts of lenses that get brought to these conversations and worries. When we are talking about people's vulvas and roots into their vaginas and their genital area, it is no longer necessarily a rational, straightforward lens. And so we might say, hey, our bodies are exposed to all these other things and all these other ways in our daily lives. But emotionally or reactively, the thought of these chemicals up against this very intimate part of our bodies is jarring. Now, there's another way to look at that topic, which is the obsession with period products. And in particular, this, you know, thinks underwear, some people might argue is a kind of a misogyny, right? Is a like putting too much of a lens on particular products. And yet, Cara, and you can talk about this, these are understudied areas. The safety of these products and period products and also poise, you know, products for people who have incontinence. These are all understudied areas. And so how do we balance those two things as we move through through caring for our bodies? Right. I mean, let me pick up on your comment about misogyny because I think that's it's an important point. The argument about why this is misogynistic is that people our critics are very quick to be concerned about pads that have been bleached or that are non-organic and that might have toxins or chemicals in them, tampons, same. Now period underwear with PFAS, there are all these 
foci, various focuses, right, on products that help you manage menstruation, which you could see as a very good thing, looking out for women's health, but you can also see it as subversive, that we find fault in every product that allows women to go through their daily lives frictionless, if you will, because they have a period. It shouldn't matter that they have their period. You got a tampon or you got a pad or you got a period underwear, you got a menstrual cup, whatever you've got. Great. Now you can get on with your day. And if these products are constantly the target of investigation and toxic claims and this, that, and the other, there's a group of people who I think very fairly point to that and say, this feels weird. Why are we focused here? Why aren't we looking at the bigger picture and all the things in our world that are impacted by X chemical or Y process, right? So I see both sides of that coin, but I really do appreciate the calls for examining why do we care more about products that are up against a vulva than we do about the food we eat or the air we breathe. Like, shouldn't we care equally about these things? So that's, I'm going to get off my soapbox about that. But, you know, sort of, let's just now look at PFAS and period underwear. Was that your question, Vanessa? I can't, I've lost track because I was on my soapbox. (laughs) Do you want me to answer? Do we have to worry about PFAS and underwear? I think we need to answer, like, do people or should people or should people consider like my daughter has tons of pairs of things and tons of pairs of other brands of period underwear. I mean, we have in our puberty workshops, what we demonstrate to the kids are things, kids, period underwear. And now I'm like, oh my God, so what right. am I going to do? I can't like show this knowing that there yeah. are these chemicals in this. And there are period underwear that we know have been proven not to have PFAS in them. And Thank you for the reminder. I appreciate it. (laughs) The very first text I got about all of this was from a high school friend of mine who I adore, and she has a daughter who's in the seventh grade. And the very first question on the very first text was, do I need to throw away all of her things underwear? Um, Which is now the most common question we're getting about this. And the answer, at least according to the various scientists and interpreters of science who I trust the most is probably not. It depends on what your personal threshold is. So the level of PFAS in Thinks underwear, while it is slightly higher than, it sounds like it is slightly higher than in other types of underwear, not other period underwears. I don't know that they've been compared, but other types of underwear that are also, quote, organic sustainable, non-toxic. This is important that we're comparing apples to apples. The PFAS level was a little bit higher, but it washes out. And so one of the scientists that I've been reading was looking at, you know, if you've washed your Thinks underwear a handful of times, you're probably down to a PFAS level that's no different than the baseline level that's in all the underwear in your drawer. And so I think that's an important level set. Now, there are going to be some people who say, why would I accept any PFAS in anything? Great. For that group of listeners, then you have a different yardstick to go by and you should start looking at data that is presented by the companies that make the products that you wear against your skin, particularly against the vulva, 
which are highly absorptive. That is one of the concerns here right. is, right? And the rectum is highly absorptive. So if you're wearing a thong, for instance, and the rectum is highly absorbent, then you know that's another inroad into the body. But if you're in the group that says, I'm comfortable with the baseline risk, I think the science is going to bear out that after a few washings, things gets you to baseline risk. But I don't know that, I mean, this is such a big question. I don't know that any of us should be comfortable with the baseline risk anymore because look at what sort of we're doing to our earth and our bodies. So I do think this lawsuit and this statement from Thinks does a lot of good in that it's shining a very bright light on thinking about what we put into and onto our bodies, often inadvertently. And just so people know this, they're offering for people to, if you have a receipt from your things underwear, they'll reimburse you for a higher amount. If you don't have your receipt, I think they're offering like $3.50 per pair of underwear that you bought from them. So the company is trying to address their having misrepresented what's in their products. Listen, if you're buying period underwear for a kid for the first time, I would not choose a company where they have known to have PFAS in them. If you listen to enough of our episodes, you'll hear us preach the importance of air, particularly down there. Airing out body parts reduces sweatiness, stinkiness, and skin irritation. And it feels amazing to air it all out after a long day in tight, sweaty clothes. Which is why we created the Oom Short. Super soft, lightweight, with wide legs and a low crotch. All help air flow. Designed for all genders in all sizes, literally down to kids extra small and up to men's extra large. Everyone who wears them tells us they've never been so comfy. Get your shorts at myoomla.com. Vanessa, we literally have three minutes to eat lunch every day. I am not joking. And the challenge is how to make it delicious and healthy and still fit into that tiny window. Our answer is Factors Ready to Eat Meals. They have been a godsend. We throw our Factor meals in the microwave. It takes two minutes and out comes a gorgeous, fresh, never frozen meal. We both love the tamale vegetarian one. It's delish. There's a ton of options every week. There's 60 add-ons, breakfast, snacks, beverages. I love doing the wellness shots with my kids. They think it's hilarious. And I know they're getting vitamins and minerals in their bodies. So get meals on your table or at your desk in two minutes or less. Factor meals eliminate the hassle of prepping, cooking, and cleaning. You can customize with flexibility to get as much or as little as you need, and you can press pause or reschedule depending upon your lifestyle. So to order, go to factormeals.com slash puberty50 and use the code puberty50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next box. That code is puberty50 at factormeals.com slash puberty50 to get 50% off your first box, 20% off your next box. And I am going to go do that right now because I need more factor meals in my refrigerator. 
Cara, lately I have been lying awake at night. I'm physically exhausted, but I can't sleep because my mind is so wired with everything going on between work and my family. So I've added magnesium breakthrough to my nightly routine and it actually helps calm my mind. It helps me get better sleep and I wake up feeling better rested. I'm less cranky and I'm more patient with my family and with you. Oh, I've noticed. And it's because unlike other magnesium supplements that might give one or two formulations of magnesium, Magnesium Breakthrough has seven. That's why you're sleeping so well and waking up refreshed. Now, dietary supplementation is always best, Vanessa. So that means eating your minerals and vitamins is the best way to get them in. But if you can't or you don't get enough, Magnesium Breakthrough is the way to go. It can also help digestion, though too much helps your digestion too much, which is not a good thing. It can support muscle recovery. So bye-bye, Charlie horses. And it helps build dense bones, which is especially important for women approaching and in menopause. We have an exclusive offer for our listeners. You can go to buyoptimizers.com slash puberty, B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S.com slash puberty. And you can use the code PUBERTY10 during checkout to save 10%. That promo code is PUBERTY10 at buyoptimizers.com slash puberty. Your body and brain and family and business partner will thank you. Cara, my kids love Magic Spoon cereal. And even though it's cereal, they actually love it as a homework snack. The variety pack has four flavors, cocoa, fruity, frosted, and peanut butter. And fruity is the favorite flavor in my house. Now, this pack has zero grams of sugar, between 13 and 14 grams of protein, and between four and five grams of net carbs per serving. It's made with wholesome ingredients, no artificial flavors or dyes, and it's high in protein, gluten-free, grain-free, and soy-free. So a great choice, Vanessa. You can go to magicspoon.com slash puberty to grab a variety pack and try it today. And be sure to use our, you guessed it, promo code puberty at checkout to save $5 off your order. And Magic Spoon is so confident you're going to love their product. It's backed with a 100% happiness guarantee. So if you don't like it for any reason, they will refund your money. No questions asked. They do not want you to send their cereal back to them. Try a bowl of Magic Spoon cereal today at magicspoon.com slash puberty and use the code puberty to save $5. And here's another piece of advice. And we talk about this with food. We talk about this with a lot of things. And now we got to talk about it with period underwear. The marketing terms that are used are marketing terms. Yeah. So the word natural makes me batty because it means nothing. The word organic, we covered this in our newsletter. For those of you who are listeners who don't know, we have a weekly newsletter. It's called The Awkward Roller Coaster. And um, we'll put a link in the show notes. You can sign up. We had a little piece last week about, you know, looking at the word organic and how the definition of organic is changing because it's, uh, so I'm going to, I'm going to borrow a Vanessa word. It's BS. It's uh, right. It's, it's not really my word. It's just a word that Cara doesn't use very often. <laughs> So, so we have to look at the claim that thinks made. And again, I'm going to read it one more time. Okay. Thinks said their products are organic, sustainable, and non-toxic. You know, we, Vanessa, you and I are involved in a business. 
that produces bras and socks and shorts. And I can tell you how hard it is to be able to make the claim of organic because you have to be able to say that not only was the cotton farmed in an organic way, not only was every single ingredient that goes into your apparel sort of coming from an organically sort of legit place, farm or or wherever source, but then the entire process along the way uses only organic materials. And that is why we have looked at organic for years, but it's extraordinarily hard mm-hmm. to prove. And so we haven't ever used that word. Ditto sustainable. Sustainable is a little easier. People, lots of websites do a really nice job. Patagonia, I think, is the winner. They are like gold medalists all around in right. showing sustainability in their products, right? But non-toxic, what does that mean? What does that mean? And can you prove it? And so these are marketing terms. They are claims that don't necessarily bear out. And where Thinks is really getting raked over the coals is for using this terminology without absolute precision and the science to back it up. I do think there's a huge lesson there to all consumers, and we're all consumers, don't just read those words and buy it. Dig into the science. The website should have, if it's organic, they should have a path through where did the materials come from and how are they processed. If it's sustainable, ditto that. If it's non-toxic, what's the science? So I feel for things. I really do. But I think things is going to be held up as an example of how people need to start using these marketing terms more responsibly. I also think that most of us, not all of us, but I will certainly put myself in the category of most of us, make all sorts of decisions and trade-offs about convenience in our daily lives versus sustainability, caring for the earth, you know, climate change, all of these things that we know are happening. And sometimes we choose to lead our lives in a way that help the earth and help other people's health and safety. And sometimes we make choices that are about convenience. And one of the things that's so upsetting, I think, for people about the Thinks lawsuit is that it's so game-changing for people to have period underwear. And it's like periods can be deeply inconvenient. And so to have something that really increased the convenience and made life easier, it's just such a bummer. It's just such a bummer. bummer. And by the way, they're not the only period underwear company that is believed to have PFAS in their period underwear. So you need to check and see if you're going to buy new ones, make sure the new ones you're buying also aren't considered to have it. It feels a little bit like a betrayal, I think, for those of us who work in this field and have been championing these new products and to kids, not just adults, it feels a little bit like a betrayal. And here's another betrayal. If we're going to be in this zone of betrayal. You go, girl. I'm going to go because when you look at lists of ingredients on the back of cosmetic products, particularly shampoos and conditioners and all the cosmetics, right? Those companies are not required to disclose certain types of ingredients, particularly 
when they are protected under either fragrance is one general category that protects the manufacturer from listing all the things that contribute to fragrance. And another is trade secret. Like Vanessa, if you have a conditioner that's unbelievable, it makes your hair so silky smooth and you love it so much and you read all the ingredients and there's no PFAS in there. It may be, I'm just making this up, but it may be that one component of that conditioner that makes your hair silky smooth is PFAS, but the manufacturer has called the PFAS one of its ingredients that's part of its trade secret that makes Mm. your hair so silky shiny. So they don't need to list it. So there's this conspiracy. I hate to call it conspiracy, but there's a conspiracy against educating the consumer. And when we say this chemical is everywhere, first of all, it's 9,000 chemicals. And second of all, they're everywhere. And so what now, what do you do? Let's let's land on positive, right? Because we love to give people actionable things that they can do. So I think we've said, you don't necessarily need to throw out your period underwear. You can, you can return it and get a refund from things. You can look to another company, but you want to do a little bit of research. That's going to depend upon your own sort of sense of what your risk parameters are and what you feel, you know, you're going to need to educate yourself a little bit about that. I wish we could give better advice around that, but everyone's going to make a slightly different decision. But Jen Gunter gave a bunch of bullet points in her article that I just want to whip through because these are as important, if not more important than dealing with your period underwear. And they include filtering your drinking water, which is really important. You can use a filter that has activated carbon. She uses the example of Brita. You can use a household reverse osmosis filtration system, but your water is probably one of your biggest PFAS sources. She really strongly advocates avoiding stain-resistant fabrics and sprays, and that really made me think. I thought about what I had sprayed onto my couch to protect it from all the right dog stuff and kid stuff and rethinking that now. You want to look for PFTE, those four letters, P-F-T-E, or any word with fluoro on an ingredient list. But again, remember, there's not necessarily going to be a listing if it's part of a trade secret. Cooking ware, okay? Cooking ware has a lot of PFAS chemicals. You really reduce any exposure if you're cooking with stainless steel, enamel, glass, or my favorite, cast iron. And it's my favorite, not because it's practical, it's not, everything sticks to it, but you get some of the iron from the cast iron in your food and it's incredible. Um, And then her other really big takeaway is to avoid takeout containers and paper that is designed, this is fascinating, to hold greasy things like, Mm -hmm. you know, that wax paper that holds French fries or a burger, that tends to have PFAS in it in order to make it work the way it does. So those are lots of different ways to reduce exposure for you and for the people you love. We'll link to the Substack, her Substack letter in the show notes, as well as the New York Times article. Everything is a trade-off. All the choices we make about our bodies and for our kids' bodies are complicated. And the temptation is just to be like, ugh, who cares? I don't want to deal with this. And trust me, I say that 4,000 times a day. But I do think Carr's larger point about understanding what we put on and in our bodies is important. And frankly, our kids are like very interested in this stuff. So their generation is much more 
clued in and knowledgeable and interested about some of these things than we are. And we can honestly learn from them a bit and find out what they know about these issues because there's a good chance they know more than we do. And speaking of kids, one of our interns is putting an article up about PFAS on our puberty portal. And we will link to that as well because tweens and teens have a lot of questions. They are getting news through social media and some of them are reading the paper. So we are going to create content for them around this that is aimed right at them. That is not scary. It is not overly dramatized, but it is actionable. And so that they can feel emboldened in the same way we hope you feel emboldened after listening to this to examine their world a little bit differently and make choices consciously and in an educated way. And so with that, we step down off our soapbox. I don't know. Were we both on the soapbox? or I was think it there's mostly... room for both of us on <laughs> the soapbox. I was like on the edge of the soapbox. You, soapbox. you were like in the middle with a microphone. I was like sort of like barely hanging on the edge. But Cara, I always learned so much from you. So thank you. Vice versa, Vanessa. <laughs> that was good. That was a good alliteration. We can add that to our dictionary of alliteration. You'll be hearing that week after week. Oh, God. Here we go. Thanks, Cara. Bye, Vanessa. Bye. Thanks so much for listening. You can follow us anywhere you get your podcasts or check out our Instagram at The Puberty Podcast. If you have questions or stories to share, email us at thepubertypodcast at gmail.com. And for more puberty info, check out myoomla.com or dynamogirl.com. Bye. deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan, crusted chicken, or garlic, butter, shrimp, scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.